Well, I wanted to take uh, this moment, first of all, uh, just, to, just to thank everybody who was a part of uh, preparing for Empower Conference um, with us as well over the past few weeks. Uh, for, for some of us monks uh, in lead up to it. Obviously, yes, it was sad that it couldn't go ahead and it didn't happen. Uh, but I just, I have taken away so many things uh, from this experience of what God has been able to do. And I'm very, very thankful uh, for what He has done and what He's going to do as well. Uh, we had our Innisfil staff and team flew down for it as well. And uh, we got to spend some more time with them. Uh, and just uh, have some intentionality around our, our team there as well, which is wonderful and really great for them also. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we had a leaders night on Thursday night and, and our, our creative team actually did the set they were going to do on Thursday night. It was powerful. It was really great. I'm like, man, it'd be great to have the conference right now. Uh, but at the end of the day, God knows what He's doing. Uh, he does a lot of good in the midst of, uh, you know, things that change and shift. And in the past two years, uh, we've all learned how to pivot, haven't we? Change and, 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 and move forward as we move forward with what God has called us to do. But I, I look at it and I just want to thank everybody. Thank you. Thank you for those who came in and did stuff on the building and helped prepare and, and just get ready for it because nothing's ever lost. And I just want to honour everyone as a church and thank you for your support and help. Uh, can we just give a, give a clap to anyone who did help over that time? It'd be great. So good. Well, we are launching, as uh, Pastor Nick shared, our Horizon series today, and, uh, and we do take a series every year, if you are a guest today, uh, just to talk about uh, stewardship in our finances and our giving toward God. What does the Bible teach us? What does He show us about how to live our lives uh, toward Him? And uh, also how to, how to work with our money, steward our finances, and also how, to, how we are generous before Him as well. And we take three Sundays every year to do that, which leads to our annual miracle offering, which God, I just know every year has brought breakthrough to people's lives in an incredible way. So uh, today, as we launch into this, uh, I, I just love, I, I love when, I, when we talk about finance and we talk about stewardship with our lives, we always have to start with God, don't we? You, you can't start with us. You can't start with money. You've got to start with God. You've got to start with the way we see Him and who He is and His power, what He wants to bring to our lives, what His plan is, what His purposes are, is God is always moving to bring His will into the earth. Who believes that today? And so whenever we begin, we must begin with the place that God is the source. God is the source. He's the source of our lives. He's the source of everything in our lives. We're all here because of Him. Amen? Because He, he created the heavens and the earth. He is involved in humanity so much involved that God is the source, that He is so generous in His love that He gave, everyone say gave, gave His only Son, that whosoever believes in Him will not perish, but have everlasting life. God is generous and God is our source. In Genesis twenty-two fourteen, 14, it says, Abraham named the place Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. How many know that's a promise? The Lord will provide. He will provide. And when we see Him as the source of all things, it really brings us back to a place in our lives of knowing that our job isn't the source. The government is not the source, okay? You know that inheritance you're waiting on, that's not the source. 
Whatever else you want to fill the blank in on, they're all channels that God uses to bring flow of blessing into our lives and, and, and sustain the call of God in our lives and the work of God in our lives and through our lives as well. Those things are channels, but He is the source. Everything begins with Him. And when we are obeying God's will for our lives, then we are positioned in provision. It's all about obedience. See, blessing is not the size of your bank account. It's the position of your lives by God's account. I want to say that again. Blessing is not the size of your bank account. It's the position of your life by God's account. Blessing is about living in the will of God for your life. And see, today we need to understand in seasons of more than enough and seasons of abundance, sometimes we can look around us and go, yeah, I'm blessed. This is blessing. This is incredible. I can tangibly see the blessing. But I want to tell you, you're not just blessed when you see physically the, the abundance around your life. You can be blessed when there's times of just enough as well. Blessing is about being in the will of God for your life. So we need to understand that even in the times of just enough, where God is meeting the needs, you can know, God, you are sustaining us. You are blessing us. You are providing for us. We are looking in those seasons. We can look around our lives and see the true riches of heaven. Because in a materialistic culture, in a, in a secular society, a lot of times the agenda is pushed to say, I'm only blessed when my bank account is this much, when I have these material possessions in my life, when these things are happening in my job, that's when I'm blessed. No, that is the agenda of this world. You are blessed when you're in the will of God for your life. And He will provide. Sometimes you can look in those times, and I've known them. If you live long enough as a Christian, you would have known times when you've lived in just enough. Kate and I, we've known seasons like that in our lives. We've known seasons where like, Lord, we need a miracle right now. You ever prayed the prayer, that really, really, really desperate prayer of God, help! We need help right now. We need a breakthrough right now. And, and there's God. He moves in the ways He needs to. Sometimes God moves in quick ways. Sometimes God trickles things to us and we just got to stay in faith. But I want to tell you that God's provision is there all the time. When we trust who He is, He is the source. And sometimes we have to understand that we won't always know what God's doing in a moment. That's why we need to trust. That's why we need to hold on to the fact that you are God and I'm following after you. And see, this leads us to the place of generosity in our lives. I want you to know this today, that generosity is not about your abundance. It's about who you are. I have been in third world countries. I've been in places of where I've seen abject poverty. And I have seen people that have so much less than me show me incredible generosity. I've sat down in huts, in the chief's hut in, in, a, in a village one time, while they prepared their best food in the village. They came and they brought it in and laid it all out in front of us and welcomed us. And we looked there and said, man, I, I really don't feel worthy to eat all this right now. 
but you are showing kindness and generosity right now. I've seen people in those situations. You know, I was talking to James before when we were over in Thailand that time. It was just like, come and give us hats that they made and, and give us shirts that they had knitted together. I'm like, man, you guys got nothing and you're giving us stuff. Don't. I mean, and we received it. We received it and, and took it and said, thank you so much for taking that time. That is incredible. I think James wore his hat for the next six months after that. I still got photos of you wearing that hat, James. But hey, generosity is who you are. It's not about how much you have. It's the position of our lives before God. And so generosity requires trust. Isaiah 32, 8 says this, but generous people plan to do what is generous and they stand firm in their generosity. What a great scripture. Generous people. Generosity is about who we are. I love what Charles Spurgeon said. He said, it is beyond the realm of possibilities that one has the ability to outgive God. Even if I give the whole of my worth to him, he will find a way to give back to me much more than I gave. It's a powerful quote, isn't it? Generosity. See, we cannot outgive God and we must understand that being in that place of trusting God as the source, living in that space of faith is where we can live in a, in a place of generosity with our lives. See, generosity, yes, with finance, but also with our love, also with our acts of kindness, also with giving of our time, our service, also with the way that we see that giving. See, this, this, this week on Friday morning, I woke up after the conference didn't happen and I had to take a moment in prayer at 6 a.m. to sit there and think about three months of preparation, to think about the time and the energy and the space that was there, that was given over that time, and to say, Lord, Lord, here's my hands. It's all for you. We did not get to see yet what you wanted to do, but I give it to you now. I give it as an offering. I give it up right now, all that time, all the energy. I am thankful this morning. I will not look in any other place but to put you first and say you are on the throne and your will be done and I give it over to you. Generosity is the, the state of our heart. The offering that says, God, I give it up to you no matter what. And it can flow in every part of our lives. It, and, and finance is a, an outworking of that. But a generous person, they're generous with their love. They're generous with their words. They're generous with their actions. They're just, they can't switch it off because it's who they are. It's who they are. And we want to be the people of God that are generous people. We want to be known as generous people. That's who we want to be. And if the world is about me and, and myself, let's be the difference makers and be what the kingdom of God is, and that is to give, to be generous with who we are. Does that mean that God doesn't take care of us? No way. He looks after our needs, takes care of us, and flows that blessing into our lives. The greatest way that I see the flow of generosity is this. It's the example of a river. Now, I want you to imagine there is a river flowing down the center aisle of this church, okay? And if you're online, there's a river just flowing here. 
Now imagine that God is the spring. He's the spring of that river. It all flows from Him. I've, I've, I've climbed mountains in North Queensland. I've seen where, where springs begin, where waters begin to flow that turn into massive rivers and torrents. I've seen what this looks like. It's beautiful. But we see that God is the spring and it all flows from Him. And we, as we understand that being in God's will for our lives, it takes obedience, it takes faith, it takes trust. And see, coming and being generous when God has called us to is saying, God, I'm going to step into the river. I'm not only going to be around the river or stand beside the river, but I'm going to launch out into the deep and let the river take me. I'm going to be a part of the river. Now, how many know there's a difference when you have your your, your feet in the water up to here and your feet still on the bank. How many know you're still in control of that situation? How many know it's so much different when you wade out and your feet don't touch the ground anymore? How many know that's faith? That's faith. I've been in some rushing waters at times. I really like having my feet on the ground sometimes in those moments. You ever gone out into the ocean out here? You're like, man, as long as my feet are touching the ground, I'm not getting taken by this rip. We're going to be fine. My feet are touching. It's all good. But there's just something different about the river that flows from God's spring as being the source that it's like you're invited to let go. You're invited to just jump into the waters and let God take you. And we need to understand that this is just a, an example of how God works, of how He flows. All right? Now, as we're in the river, what, what it takes to launch out into the waters is faith. It takes faith to be generous when we don't know what's coming down the river to us. We have to understand that God is in control of what is flowing to us, but we have a choice of what is flowing through us. It's always our choice. We don't know what's flowing to us, but we know what we can do to let God throw through our lives, to flow through our lives and be that blessing. And it takes that faith Say, God, I'm going to wade out into the waters and I'm going to be generous when God calls me to and, and let, let it flow into uh, downstream into the things of God with our tithe, with our seed sowing and all those things. God, I'm going to let you take care of it. I let it go. I let it go. But at the same time, God is flowing things into our lives and into our families, into our personal finances, into our businesses. He is doing that because we are positioning ourselves exactly where God needs us to be. How are we doing today? And God wants us to live in the river and let the current take us. And sometimes in life, in the journey of life, we can always oscillate between flowing back and putting our feet on the ground, can't we? We all do it. I've done it at times. I've gone, oh, just need to touch the ground a little bit. And God's like, no. Come on back out. I'm like, but it's, safer. I get control and know what the outcomes are going to be. I can try and manoeuvre this my own way. He said, mate, you can't do this as good as me. I'm better at it than you. So just trust me. So come on out and let that flow happen in us, flowing to us and through our lives. Amen. Hebrews 11.6 says, but without faith it is impossible to please Him. 
For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So faith is a currency of heaven. It's, it's, it's the way God works, is faith. And so when we tap into that, we are actually doing what pleases God, when we feel God calling us in those places of generosity in our lives. So I just want to share today just two keys that we know that I believe scripturally God calls us to show in our generosity in our lives as well. And I did mention it earlier, but one of those is tithing, our tithe. And our tithe means the 10%, the tenth of what we sow to the house of God and the kingdom and what God's sowing into the, 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 the things that God's doing through the local house. And there's a power to coming and bringing our tenth and it's our first. The first of all our increase that God brings into our lives, we sow that first to God, to His house. Amen? And in Malachi 3.10 it says, uh, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. So when we have faith in the place of our tithe. I want you to know this right now. God's not taking anything from us. God never takes anything from us. The preeminence of God is this, is that God is first. That's the preeminence of God. He can never be second. He just can't because nothing else can top Him. It, it, it would be wrong for anything else to top God. He has to be first. And so there is a power when we say, God, I'm coming and I'm bringing my first to you. God's not taking our tenth. We're bringing it with a great spirit and a great heart and saying, God, I'm bringing the tithes into your storehouse, into your house. And what God looks at with His great spirit as we do this is that God looks after the rest in our lives. He redeems the 90%. He looks after that. So one part of the blessing and the promises he says is that I will open you the windows of heaven. Now I want you to understand what this is talking about. It's talking about the fact that the window, God pulls back the curtain of the window in our lives and he reveals to us what he wants to bring into our lives. He reveals ways of, of making decisions, reveals different things. He opens up. He opens you the window. He says, come and look at this. Come and have a look. Look at what I want to do. Look at how you can make decisions here in your own personal life, your family. This is how you can make decisions in your own business. This is how you can manoeuvre these different areas. See, how many of God is our creator? He's a creative God. So he wants to tap into those creative ways of breaking through in the future. So God wants to pull back the curtain from our lives and, and that's a promise. So we can expect that. As Jason said before, try me now in this. If I won't open up the window and reveal to you what I'm trying to do. Try me in it. It's the only scripture that God says, test me out. All right, because he wants to do this for our lives. Remember, God's not trying to take from us. God's trying to get things to us. Amen? 
That's how we need to see that and be revealed in that. The other thing is that he will rebuke the devourer for our sake. How powerful is this? So I want you to imagine your holdings, your finances, your home, everything you own, your investments, your accounts. See, God says, I'm going to guard what's yours for your sake. I'm going to look after your your holdings. I'm going to take care of it. And what I'll do is I will rebuke the devil off your holdings. I'll rebuke the devourer so he will not get access to any part of what you had. I'll set up that guard around the rest and I will look after you. How many know it's far better when God's rebuking the devil on your behalf? He does a better job. He's really good at it. All right, when he's guarding the rest, okay? And he looks after the rest. And I I tell you, man, just these promises alone, they speak volumes to our lives, don't they? God, you'll rebuke the devourer for our sakes. Amen? And this is what we're invited to live in as the people of God, to live in this place of faith as we give and we sow of our first. Now, as a church, we tithe. As a church, we give up to ten dollars to $12,000 a year outside of the church, outside of different, different areas. We sow into global care every year, $5,000 we sow into global care. We are going to be sowing now uh, to the global care disaster relief that's placed in Lismore right now. We're going to be sowing our $5,000 to that this year. All right, and I encourage you, if you would like to give to that too, you can. Uh, jump on Global Care on the Instagram or website. Uh, that's Global Care is our care arm of the INC movement of churches we are a part of. And that's why we sow to it every year. And, uh, and so that's, that's one part. We also uh, give to our crisis care fund every year uh, to families that are in need, that need a week's worth of food or need fuel in their car so they can get to work. We have helped numerous families in the past 12 months. It also helps fund Empower Assist, which gives food to families. Our team come in and make up food uh, every couple of weeks and they're frozen meals so they can be given to anyone with need. And uh, it helps to fund that as well. Uh, We're sowing this year again into the Australian Christian Lobby. We sow $3,000 to them to support the work that they do. And this year as well, we're gonna be sowing to Red Frogs Australia as well. We're gonna be giving to that also. And any other needs that come up along the way uh, that God ministers to our heart, always run it by our committee of management as a church. But even at the end of 2020, God spoke to my heart and and asked to give $5,000 after we had given already to a church in the north uh, that was struggling. And uh, not our inner soul location, it was another church. And uh, they were struggling. They, They, you know, needed to do maintenance on their property that had damage to their property. And uh, God said, give them 5000 Give them $5,000. And I was like, God, we've, we kind of need that right now, you know? And, and he's like, no, no, give it to them. Sow it out. And we sowed it. We sowed it and said, look, no strings attached, nothing. There never is anyway. Just bless you guys. You know, we want to see you break through this right now. And they did. And the church is actually doing quite well now. It's really good. So praise God for that. And we've tried to exercise that over the years. I, I remember when we first moved into our building, God impressed on my heart to give $10,000 away to other building funds. Oh my God, I kind of need that money to fit the building out. And he's like, no, no, give it now. Give that 10 grand away. Give it 5,000 to one building fund, 5,000 to another. And uh, you know, all the way 
11 years ago back then when we did that, we were sowing seeds to buy our own building, even back then, which God was able supernaturally to bring that breakthrough. So there's some of the things we have given to. I want to show you now just to open up um, and just uh, share where our tithe as a church goes to uh, in the runnings of the church. And, uh, and so we're going to just put a graph up on the screen just to show you where we give to as a church here. Uh, as you can see on the side, annually, it's uh, out of the last 12 months, $834,347 to open our doors, uh, to run our ministries and to do what we've been called to do. Now, if you're a business person, you understand leasing and mortgages and all that sort of stuff, you can understand how that flows there. Okay, uh, that's $16,045.15 weekly, all right, to open our doors, to run our ministries, turn the lights on, to do what we're called to do, to be a, a hub to our city. Okay, so that is where uh, our tithing goes to. So you can see the breakdown there. Uh, we've got mortgage and utilities. So we own the building now this year. Uh, at this time last year, we actually settled the building and purchased the building. We've owned it for 12 months. Let's give Jesus a clap for that. So, so good. So we see there the, the 165000 for mortgage and utilities. That's electricity, all those things, water. Uh, ministry support and wages. So they're the wages components of running that. That's quite a big chunk to, for all of our staff and team to, to do what we're called to do in the community. Uh, Bible colleges there, you see. And then there's the running of the ministries as well, building and upkeep. So there's maintenance. All those things is there in the yellow uh, there are events there as well, running of the events and keeping that all moving. Uh, accounting, uh, 5,000, and then donations. So you can see uh, that's a lot more than the 10 to 12,000 uh, that we, we usually give every year, but that includes any giving to our guest speakers, all that sort of stuff. We're just being open and honest about how, uh, you know, where our finances go, okay, as a church. And so you can see there, that is, that's how when we tithe in, uh, to the life of the church. That's how we break that up. We do have a committee of management of really, really good uh, men and women that help us to run the finances. Uh, we've got an amazing uh, admin team of Chloe uh, and Jess who are incredible. They're an amazing, amazing team. They do incredible work there, which is wonderful. So uh, as we see there, that is where our tithing goes to keep things moving. And, um, and so as a church, um, a lot of uh, our miracle offering, when we sow into our miracle offering every year, it helps buffer that up, all right? And when we sow into ministry support, we need to be able to meet those needs and our miracle offering helps do that, okay? It helps fund some of the wages, helps fund the ministry support. Actually, our miracle offering actually funds most of our ministries in what they're doing to reach our city for Christ. So we can see the importance of our tithe and our miracle offering as well in the runnings of the church. Now, if you need to know, uh, uh, you know, obviously that screen is there for you to see as well. Uh, but if you want to know more about giving and tithing and uh, generosity, we give away a book every year and we're going to do it this year again. It's been eight years we've been doing this. Uh, it's called The Blessed Life by Pastor Robert Morris. Uh, teaches us about tithing, giving, seed sowing, what it means scripturally. We've got 10 free copies. Uh, at the Connect station. And uh, if you would like one of those and you've never read this book, uh, there's one for you. So if you can take one per family, uh, we'd love to bless you today to help you and gain that understanding about this even more so if you would like that. It's there for you. 
The next thing I just want to talk about as we lead into just talking about the miracle offering this year is our seed offerings. And uh, offerings are our, our seed that we sow over and above our tithe. And they can be to all sorts of things, just like I just shared, uh, global care, uh, different needs that you may, that God may impress on your heart to be able to sow over and above to those needs as well. And yes, our miracle offering is one of those things. And uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 9 to 10 says, as it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of righteousness. Now I want you to see this, is that God provides seed to the sower and he provides bread for food. So he provides both. All right, He provides out what we need and brings that blessing into our lives, but He also provides the seed to be sown. And, uh, and, and not only that, this, this Scripture promises us as we sow that seed, God has the power to multiply the seed as well. I love over the years, over the 11 years as your pastor, seeing the multiplication of seed that has been sown in the house. I love even in our own lives, seeing the multiplication of seed that's been sown. And maybe I could go around the testimonies that could be here in the life of the church of how you've seen God multiply the seed in your life as well. And so there is a power to when we trust God in our tithe and we trust God in our seed sowing as well. How many of you know it takes faith? It takes faith to live in that place and let God move through our lives and bring things to our lives at the same time. So last year, in our miracle offering, we pledged, sowed, and we're still seeing much of that come in, probably another 60% of this coming in. We saw $324,525 get pledged uh, to the miracle offering last year. So can we put our hands together and thank you for your giving last year, for sowing. Uh, And as I said, we're still seeing a lot of that still coming in now uh, from last year to this year. And uh, and so uh, I'm so thankful for everybody's generosity, for just hearing God. And it's never an obligation as a church to to be a part of this, but we just ask that you pray about it and uh, and just just obey what the Spirit of God's leading you to do. And uh, God will provide. We believe that every single year. Amen. So this year... Um, We're going to show on the screen the things that we're going to be sowing towards this year in our miracle offering on the 20th. And um, as you see our building improvements uh, and uh, and sound, I want to just share right now, uh, last year as we bought the building, uh, it was a $2 million purchase, okay? And uh, there was a $200,000 deposit and the rest for all the fees and everything that we had to sow out. So what that meant for our team and the church is that we had to sow all of our, pretty much most of our savings just to purchase the building. Okay, now as a committee of management, we felt it was the right thing to do. Because whenever you own a building, rent rent just keeps going up every year. But when you own a building, the principal keeps going down every year as you continually pay it off. So we're better off in the long run, even though we had to stretch ourselves to do this. Okay, so what that meant is, is that we kind of had to throw a majority, we, we still kept an amount there as a, as a reservoir to keep us moving throughout the year as we saw the miracle offering come in. Now, as I said, a lot of the miracle offering is still 
coming in. So some of the things that I shared last year in our miracle offering, uh, we haven't been able to do in the last 12 months, like new carpet, uh, the awning out on the, on the, 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 uh, the entryway there as well, because we've been waiting to be good stewards and waiting for that finance to come in. And, uh, and so what I'm saying is that as that flows in, we're going to look at getting those things done this year, okay? And uh, so there's sound improvements that we want to do. Our sound desk is eight years old. In dog years, that's about 50 years, all right? And, uh, and yeah, when it comes to sound, you've got to kind of stay up with it, all right? So we do need to replace our sound desk. We need... We want to move on those things this year and get those improvements done, okay? And uh, so we would like to add to that this year with 50,000 to add to what we are seeing come in already to help meet those needs uh, in the church this year. Uh, there's also our next generations. Uh, $50,000 we want to raise this year. Uh, this goes to Empire, our youth ministry. Uh, it, it funds our schools, our, our pancakes in schools, RI teaching. It funds Pastor Nick and Johanna's wages. It, uh, that and our young adults uh, ministry as well. Uh, young adults has red frogs and all that we do in our universities, our festivals, and it helps so into that to run these ministries in the life of our city. Now our heart is to transform cities to Jesus and His kingdom. So even this year, we had opportunities where we could have backed off a little, but we didn't. We went ahead anyway, even though we had an outbreak of covid and we didn't even know if schools were going to let us in. We said, let's go. Let's do Real Heart Project. Let's get into our schools. Let's do O Week uh, two weeks ago. Let's make this happen. And we did. Amen? Because our heart is a transformed city. And so, so when we sow into this, we're sowing to funding our, our Friday nights at Empire. That, you know, that helps to fund everything that goes on here on Friday nights, the schools ministry, universities, all those areas. It's also eKids, our kids and families ministries as well. Helps to fund everything that's taking place. And I will say that for our kids this year, uh, we, we put in that glass uh, facility up on top of our mezzanine because there was, we were kind of seeing that that was unsafe for our kids. And I want to say one of our business people uh, came in and, and helped build that out. Uh, this year. So thank God for that. It made that very safe, which is awesome. So praise God for that. So good. And, uh, and so, so with that, um, all those, we want to raise 50,000. So that's 20,000 to Empire, 15,000 to Young Adults and Red Frogs, and another 15,000 to our kids and families as well. Now, a portion of kids and families is going to go to our Crisis Care Fund as well. And uh, so when we sow to that, we're sowing into uh, families ministry, but also that crisis care fund too. So everyone's clear with that and what we're sowing towards this year. And, uh, and the final is to be able to sow to our building uh, fund, our mortgage. We want to be able to pay that down. And, uh, and we're looking to raise $100,000 for that this year to put onto our principal. And, uh, and, and I want you to know the vision of what we're believing for is that as we reduce that loan uh, over the coming time, we want to be able to purchase another building in our street. We would like to expand out and get our kids' ministry moved into another building. We need more parking. We need more space. And we want to get ourselves into a position where we can purchase another building. All right? So we want to expand and, and continue to grow and enlarge. And so part of that is, is paying down our mortgage now as well. So that's the vision. That's what we're signing to in two weeks from now. And I'd love if we can pray about it. I love if we can seek God about it. 
Like I said earlier, there's no obligation, but just pray. Seek His face. Every year, some give hundreds, some give thousands, some give tens of thousands, some give hundreds of thousands. It doesn't matter where it is because it's not measured by the amount. It's measured by the obedience to what God's saying. And that's all we're asking. That's all we're asking as a church. That's all we're asking for the vision as we move forward. And if God speaks to your heart, thank you. Thank you for being a part of it this year as well. So we're prayerfully going to pray for that over the next two weeks. Uh, and I, wanna, I want you to know this as well. We pray for everybody in the miracle offering throughout the whole year to believe for that breakthrough as well. Awesome. Hey, let's close our eyes this morning. Just in this moment right now, I want to ask if there's anyone here today that doesn't know Jesus. Maybe you're online today and you've never said a prayer to accept Jesus into your life. We want to let you know it's the best prayer you can ever pray. There's great prayers you can pray in your life. The greatest one is to accept Jesus into your heart. It's the greatest prayer. And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, we want to give you an opportunity where you can. Jesus loves you. God loves you. As I said earlier, John 3, 16, God so loved the world that He gave. God is generous. He gave His only Son. Why? To die at the cross, to lay His life down for our sins, for our messes, our brokenness, everything that we had done to move away from God. God did everything to win us back. And through Christ, we can have a relationship with God. We can know His love, His life, His provision in our lives. We can know His promise for our lives. We can know His purpose, His hope, His deliverance, His healing. We can know that for our lives. And it's all found in Jesus Christ. So if there is anyone here today and you do not know Jesus for yourself, if you are online today as well, you don't know Jesus, there's a link coming up on your screen. You can click on that because we would love to help you today. But if you're here in person today, I want you to lift your hand if you need Jesus. All eyes are closed across the auditorium. Just raise your hand and say, I need Jesus in my life. I need Jesus. I want to I say yes to Him today. Maybe you need to make a recommitment, a rededication to Jesus today. If that's you, just raise your hand today and say, I need Jesus. Accept Him into my life if that's you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He loves you. He loves you today. I want to encourage you, don't leave today without making a commitment, opening your heart to Jesus Christ. That's you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But we're going to pray this prayer together. I know there's people online as well that need to pray this as well. I'd love if you can repeat these words after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin and my past. I accept you today as my Saviour and my Lord from this day forward. I'm born again into your kingdom and your family in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, can we put our hands together and honour all those who said yes to Jesus today? Wonderful. So, so good. Hey, can we just stand to our feet right now? Just, just for a moment, I just want to just, just, just sing through quickly once through that chorus, if we can, of Sam God. We just focus on Jesus right now.